0: Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 108 of the Property Magic Podcast on which I'm going to share with you the seven steps to quickly stacking a property deal. Now, I'm going to do a single let first, and then we'll do an HMO. Now, as an investor, you really should know how to stack a deal. But I meet so many people, even experienced investors, who just don't know how to do this properly. That's why I think it's worth dedicating this episode to this very important topic. Now, what I'm going to share with you is a very simple seven-step process that you can literally do in five minutes on the back of an envelope. Now, this is a very top level due diligence. If the deal looks like it stacks, I suggest you do a more thorough due diligence. But the point is, I see a lot of people wasting hours days, if not weeks, agonizing, should they do a property, shouldn't they do a property? And if they did this five minute calculation, they'd realize that it's not actually a very good deal in the first place. So this is going to save you a huge amount of time and help you work out what are good deals and what are not so good deals. So here are the seven steps you need to work out if a deal stacks up. So, the first thing we need to understand is how much can we buy this property for now you might be in negotiations you might not know the exact amount, but have a good guess what do you think you can actually purchase it for so that's step number one pretty straightforward now step number two is we need to work out okay based on that purchase price, how much mortgage advance can we get from the lender now i'm going to go through a numerical example later on but let me give you the seven steps first of all so if we're buying a property, an investment property typically will get a 75% buy-to-let mortgage. And in the UK, we absolutely want to get interest-only mortgages. I know we have a lot of international investors listening in, and where you live, you may not be able to get interest-only mortgages. However, I would definitely find a specialist broker to ask around because though the normal trend might be to have repayment, as is the case in America, I know there are specialist brokers in America who can arrange interest-only mortgages. So at the moment, we're going to assume it's an interest-only mortgage because I know most people who listen to this podcast are interested in investing in the UK. Step number three, we need to work out how much will that interest cost us every month? Now, I've covered this on previous episodes, but let me remind you, I have a very simple rule of thumb, and that is for every £20,000 you borrow at 6% interest per annum, it will cost you £100 per month. You might want to learn that off by heart. Every £20,000 you borrow at 6% per annum, it will cost you £100 in interest per month. Now, a couple of points here. First of all, can you get mortgages for less than 6% right now? Yes, of course you can. Depending if you're buying in your own name or in a company or what kind of property it is, it could be anywhere from 3 to four and a half, five percent 5%. So 6% is on the high side. So why do we use 6% when we're stacking a deal? Well, I believe that at some point in the future, we will see interest rates go up. You might be able to get a mortgage for 3 or 4% now, but if you stack your deal at that interest rate and then rates go up because we're going to see inflation because the government's printed so much money and the Bank of England often uses interest rates as a macroeconomic tool to control inflation, therefore, if they put rates up, your calculation at 4% on your mortgage might be okay for the next year or two, but at some point, your mortgage might go up. And if your mortgage starts costing you 6%, well, you're going to make a lot less money. In fact, you might even lose money in your property. So by using a higher interest rate of 6%, we're being very conservative, and you're going to make more money than expected. However, I want to make sure when rates go up, you're still making money. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Also, 6% makes the numbers very, very simple for every 20,000 pounds at 6% it costs 100 pounds in interest. So for example, you can work out on your head how much would an 80,000 pound mortgage cost. So the way we work that, you might have already done it, but the calculation is we take 80,000 divided by 20,000, so that goes in four times. We multiply four times 100, therefore the interest at 6% per annum on an £80,000 mortgage would be £400 per month. So as I said, very easy to calculate in your head. How much would a £140,000 mortgage be? It would be £700 a month calculated in the same way. Now, once we understand how much the mortgage company will lend us, the 75%, and how much that's going to cost us on a monthly basis, then we can work out what's the minimum rent required to make cash flow on this property. So cash flow is the profit less all of the expenses. And we don't know exactly what they're going to be. But step number four is we can approximate the costs by working out the minimum rent required. So we have a little formula. And remember, this is a very top level calculation, but you can do it in just a few minutes. So let's say that the interest is £400 per month. So we use something called the rent multiplier so we take the monthly interest multiplied by 1.25 so if the monthly interest was 400 pounds we multiply it by 1.25 that would give us 500 and thus 500 is the minimum rent required that's because the mortgage is not the only cost A mistake people make when working out cash flow, they say, I'll take the rent, take off the mortgage, the rest is cash flow. Well, it's not because you're going to have other expenses such as insurance, management costs, etc. So this is a really good approximation of those other costs. Monthly interest times 1.25. Now, we know this gives us the minimum rent required in this example, £500. Then step five, we need to know what is the actual rent in the market. Now we can find that out by speaking to local letting agents, um, going online, look at light comparisons and to work out what the true market rent is right now for this property. Step number six is we actually work out the monthly cash flow. So what we do is we take the figure from number five, which is the actual market rent. And we take off the figure from number four, step four, which was what's the minimum rent required. So five less four, that will give us the actual monthly cash flow on this property. And then step number seven, is we want to work out what's the return on investment. You see, cash flow is really important, but we want to understand how much money do we have to put in to actually achieve that cash flow. So the way we work that out is we take the figure from number six, step number six, the monthly cash flow, and we multiply it by 12 to give us the annual cash flow. So return on investment is calculated as annual cash flow divided by the initial investment. So just for ease of calculation, I'm going to say we take the purchase price, step number one, Less the mortgage advance, step number two, that gives us our deposit. Now, in reality, the money we put in is going to be the deposit. It's going to be the finance costs. It's going to be the stamp duty. It's going to be the legal costs. Anything aqua- needed to acquire that property. That's the initial capital investment. So we take annual profit divided by initial capital investment. And then we multiply that answer by 100 to give us a percentage. The higher the percentage, the better the ROI. So those are the seven steps. Let me run through them again. Then let me give you a numerical example. So step number one, what's the purchase price? Step number two, how much will the mortgage advance be? 75% loan to value. Step number three, how much will that cost us in interest only each month? Step number four, what's the minimum rent required? We take number three times 1.25. This is for a single letter, remember? Then step number five, what's the actual rent we can get in the market? Step number six, what's the monthly cash flow, i.e. we take step number five, the monthly rent less the minimum rent required. Number four, that gives us the monthly cash flow. And number seven, what's the return on investment, which is the annual profit divided by the initial investment times 100. So that's how we stack up a single let property. And actually, it probably took me longer to explain than you would actually take to do the calculation yourself. You can do it literally five minutes. Any property you're looking at, save yourself a huge amount of time by doing this seven step process straight away to work out, does it give you cash flow and does it give you a good enough return on investment? Now, let me give you a numerical example that you might want to write down the figures. And if you're driving or out and about now, you might want to listen to this now, but go and listen to it again and make sure you jot these figures down so you really understand this example. So step number one, we want want to work out what's the purchase price. Let's assume we can buy a property for one hundred and twenty thousand. Now, what's the mortgage advance going to be on that? Well, it's seventy five percent loan to value. If the value, the purchase price is one hundred and twenty, then the mortgage at seventy five percent would be ninety thousand pounds. So ninety thousand is seventy five percent of one hundred and twenty thousand. So how much would the mortgage interest cost us? Step number three, how much would that interest cost us every single month? Well remember the rule of thumb. For every twenty thousand pounds at six percent per annum, it costs us one hundred pounds per month. So if we're borrowing ninety thousand pounds, we divide ninety thousand by twenty thousand, that's four and a half. We multiply 4.5 times 100, what that means is the monthly interest at 6% on a £90,000 mortgage would be £450. We then take the monthly interest and we multiply it by 1.25 in step number 4 to work out the minimum rent required. So if the monthly interest is 450 we times that by 1.25, the minimum rent required to cover the costs at a very top level would be £562.5. An odd number, I know, but I wanted to kind of give you a bit of accuracy around this. Um, step number five, what's the actual rent? Let's say this property might rent for £700 a month. So step number six, we work out the monthly cash flow by taking step number five, the actual rent, 700 less. Step number four, which is the minimum rent required, which in this case is five hundred sixty-two fifty. That means on this property, this single-let property, the monthly cash flow will be £137.50. Once we know the monthly cash flow, we can then work out what the return on investment would be. We do that by taking the monthly cash flow times 12, that comes out to 1650 divided by the initial investment. Now, just to keep this example really simple, I'm saying the initial investment is just the deposit, £30,000. But in reality, it would also be the legal cost, the stamp duty, etc, etc. So we, we divide 1650, which is the annual profit. Divided by 30,000, the initial deposit, times 100, that gives us a percentage of 5.3. So that would be a very average single let property in the UK. A single let should be between 5 and 7% around the country. In London, it might only be 2 to 3%. Now, this is for a single let property. The vast majority of people invest in single lets. However, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a slightly more advanced, sophisticated investor, or you will become if you apply what I've taught you on this podcast. So let's talk about how we calculate the uh, numbers for an HMO. So it's pretty much the same thing. However, step number four, which is the minimum rent required, We don't use the 1.25 multiplier because in an HMO, generally you as a landlord are paying all of the bills. That might be slightly different for a student HMO where they don't have to pay any council tax. And sometimes students come as groups, which means they cover all the costs themselves. But let's assume you're paying the bills as a landlord of an HMO. So instead of step number four, taking the interest and then multiplying by 1.25, instead we take the interest plus an estimation of the bills. So how do we estimate the bills? Well, a really good rule of thumb is for, and this works very well for five and six bed HMOs, for each bedroom, the bills will cost you approximately £100 per calendar month. Again, I'm being quite conservative there, but I'd rather be on the side of caution rather than be over-optimistic. So a five bedroom HMO will probably cost you about 500 pounds a month. A six bed will cost you about 600 pounds a month. Now, for smaller HMOs and larger HMOs, that rule doesn't really apply. So, for example, a three bed HMO wouldn't be as low as 300 pounds. It might be more like 400, 450. A 10 bed HMO would not cost you a thousand. It might be more like 750, 800. But for certainly for five and six bed HMOs, this rule of thumb of 100 pounds per room works really, really well. So, step number four is we work out the mortgage cost, which we worked out in step number three, plus this approximation of the bills, £100 per month. That will give us the minimum rent required. So let's say it's a a £400 mortgage, and it's a five bed HMO. So the mortgage is 400 the bills would be £500, £100 times 5. Therefore, the Minimum rent required would be nine hundred pounds. Then the rest of the calculations are the same. So step number five, we work out what the actual rent is. Let's say it's two thousand pounds for an HMO. Um, A good HMO should make you a thousand pound profit. So therefore, the monthly cash flow is just step number five: the actual rent five hundred less the minimum rent, which is nine. Sorry, the actual rent was two thousand less the. Let's Step number four, which is the minimum rent, which is 900. Therefore, the monthly cash flow on this property makes 1,100. And that's what we should be getting from a good HMO. And then we work out ROI in the same way as we worked out for a single let property. So that's how in less than five minutes, you can work out the cash flow and ROI on a property and work out is it a good deal for you or not. This will save you an absolute... Load of time, and I really encourage you. You get to learn this process off by heart, so you can do it on every property you look at. Now, I do hope you've enjoyed this content in this episode. Um, if you want to learn more about finding great property deals and how you go about doing that, I have some online training you can access completely free of charge. It's at www.dealfindertraining.co.uk. We'll put a link in the show notes, but it's www.deal findertraining.co.uk. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.